This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan right now. Brought to you by Ford and your North Texas Ford dealers. Ford is the best in Texas. It is our Dallas Cowboys insider, Mickey Spagnola. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Happy Monday. Indeed. Can I tell you, the very first drive of the game, I thought it was not going to be a happy Monday. <laughs> oh, man, Because, me too. look. Mickey, I know there's a crap ton of po- super positive things to talk about, but I was worried after that first drive and the goal-to-go situation, and it ended up in not a touchdown, and I thought, oh, no. It's like, here we go again, huh? Exactly. By and, inches. Yeah, and again, oh, here I, we go again. I even thought to start that drive with the Cooks thing, and I was like, oh, no, not a fumble to start everything off, but everything turned out okay. From there, uh, yeah. better than okay, right? Yes. From there, it was it was just delightful. And I wanted to point out the one drive that I thought was really impressive is, because there was a lot of them, is the second quarter. The eight-play, 96-yard touchdown drive is, I don't care who you're playing, Mick, and I hope you're with me on this. If you put together a drive like that, I always think it's impressive. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. And look. I know the Giants were shorthanded, right? They got to play their third quarterback. They were missing an offensive lineman. They were missing guys in the secondary. But it's all on you. Go out and do what you're supposed to do, right? Yeah. And that's what they did. Uh, And basically, you know, they beat them 49 to 10. I don't know what the Giants thought they were doing at the end. You know, they had to score that what touchdown with six seconds left that was the longest minute of football oh, in the it was like an nba end of an nba yes. game right because they had all their timeouts and by <laughs> yes. god they were going to use them but you know they them. need they need practice they got to play some more games and uh tommy devito's gonna be their quarterback so uh might as well get some practice in but yeah until the cowboys pulled the jv you know they they had just thumped this team but that's what they should have done uh and you know, my, my idea going into the game was you got four games until the Philadelphia game. You need to win all four. So this is the first step on on what I called a mission to get to nine and three. It, and, and, you know, and did it in, you know, spectacular fashion, by the way. Okay. Well, I'm glad that you just said that because my question was going to be, and you couldn't have imagined it going much better first drive notwithstanding, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know. Answered a lot of questions about, you know, well, where's this guy? Where's that guy? Uh, well, Brandon Cooks is on the team. Uh, I think we found that out. Uh, Rico Dottle can play a little. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we found that out. Uh, you know, C.D. Lamb, pretty darn good. Uh, I, I'm, I'm guessing he's got to be in the top five now in receptions and receiving yards. Uh, he's top he three. Settles. He's top Third. three in yards okay. and receptions. 
he's a he's a little behind, but he's doing great. Right, but does something no one else in the history of the NFL had done, right? Yep. Uh, three straight games with uh, at least 10 catches and at least 150 yards receiving. Yep, tied for six, by the way, in, in uh, receptions. Dak Prescott can throw the ball a little. I think we saw that. I don't Even know how he, he completed that. Oh, no, he was trying to throw. Pass. No, he was trying to throw it away. He yes, admitted. He said that. Still. And he goes, but there's CD one. No, no, yeah. the other one where he got leveled. I still, oh, 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 I okay, still don't know. That's, that's part of the Dak toughness that right. you can't quantify. Yeah, and, you know, they, they ran the ball. What was it, 168 yards? But, again, I understand, but that's what they should have done. Yeah. So And, and, and they did that. And, they you know, one of the things uh, Dan Quinn was not happy about after the, the, the previous game was their third down conversion rate. You know, the Eagles were 50%, and then if you added the two fourth downs that they converted two for two, they were about 65 70%, right? Well, they shut down the Giants 0 for 12. And that's what they should have done against a quarterback like that uh, and a team that wanted to come out and run the ball. They wanted to run it with Saquon Barkley. And at the end of the half, they had 11 carries for 11 yards. And seven of the yards were DeVito's scrambles. So they ended up honoring more Medal of Honor uh, gentlemen on the field at halftime on Military Appreciation Day, 16, than the Giants had yards rushing. Shut up. Is that a real stat? Well, it's mine. Okay. <laughs> then, uh, so yes, it's real, Kevin. Uh, that's incredible. <laughs> so so and you know what? Great and, the, job. and the other thing oh was gosh. the Giants, no matter who they had uh, playing quarterback, in seven of the nine games they had played, they rushed for more than 100 yards. And they finished with, uh, what was it, 70? Uh, oh, they, they did finish with 111, and most of those came uh, towards the uh, end of the game, right? 41, I, DeVito running the ball. And I'm glad, that you, I'm glad that you said that because it felt like when the game was still in the balance, the Cowboys were doing a good job at slowing their run. Well, I mean, they they only they only gained 172 yards, right? And I believe 75 of them came on that final drive. That kind of went forever, right? Yeah. So, I mean, they totally shut them down, but that's what they should have done. Absolutely. If you're going to be who you think you want to be, then this is the type of game you need to have. And then, you know, move on to next week. Doesn't matter who's playing quarterback. Just as Dak says, stay in your lane and put your head down and keep improving. And I think they made some strides of that. Uh, I don't think we heard Terrence Steele's name the whole game, right? That's one of those main good. points Kevin and I were discussing yeah. early this morning. That's for right. And uh, and my understanding, he's he's been playing with a little something bothering that knee. Uh, and so, you know, I'm not – trying to give him that can be physical and mental uh yeah. and i think he gained some confidence from this thing and 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 moved much better i mean they still had their defensive front that everybody talked about going into the season right yep um so yeah um you know just kind of complete domination over the uh entire game whatever phase you want to talk about and the kicker should ask for more pay. Jeez, yes. how many, he's got to have a tired leg, right, between kickoffs and extra points. Man, that's a that's a good point. <laughs> just let him He'll have take a couple some days off. There. Yeah. 
The you, punter had what? One did they have one punt? And it was a glorious punt. But I have to admit, I got so spoiled during that game. I was agitated when they finally had to punt. I was like, "Come on, guys!" Yeah, they ended up. <laughs> they ended up punting twice, right? Uh, so yeah, I mean, um, but again, you know, I, I, you know, we've got this whole list of things of you know their exploits that they come up with. Uh, you know, C.D. Lamb, sixty-eight receptions in twenty twenty-three are the most by any Cowboys player in the first nine games of a season, and on and on and on and on and you know, it, 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 but it was that type type of game for everybody. You know, Dak included, by the way. Don't you know we we talk about what CD did and Brandon Cooks did. You know, but somebody was throwing that ball. Sure. And, and that's another 400 yard uh, game in his career. And this one's kind of interesting. So he threw for 404, and it said this marked Prescott's 10th career 400-yard game, tied with Dan Marino and Patrick Mahomes for most 400-yard games in a player's first eight seasons. And I also believe more than every other Cowboys quarterback combined, right? Yes. So, um, yeah, so it, it was rather remarkable, but I think, you know, they kept it in, you know, the, I mean, they kept it in perspective. Okay, we won. Great. You know, you're happy you won. You're happy you played that well, but it's on the next week because you got more things to accomplish. Are you ready to declare the Jalen Brooks era as <laughs> a, a new thing? Because Kevin is not. It. He's against it. But I was very happy to see the kids get out Well, it showed there. that, you know, there might have been a reason why they spent a seventh-round pick on him. Yes. Uh, he finally got to play. Uh, Rico Dottle had career highs in, you know, attempts, yards, and average per carry. Because uh, he really hasn't had that big of an opportunity, uh, and, and I think you know you, you're seeing something uh, kind of bubbling there that you know maybe you got to use him a little bit more, and and, and you know kind of get back to you know maybe Pollard you know touching the ball sort of like 15 times a game like they did last year when he was off a little electric. Yep. Uh, and I I think that uh, you know that ta- that's going to need some consideration there. Now, something we also need to give some consideration to is it feels like the penalties continue to come on in. I, I, I realize they crushed the Giants, but I, I remain concerned in more competitive games that these penalties aren't going away. Yeah, they had, what, nine, I believe it was? I think that is correct. Um, you know, it's almost like it's they have to get one in the neutral zone penalty, right? Yeah. A game. I think Hank Hankins got one. They don't have to, but, <laughs> but it's it that we way, are. right? Here it's we like, are. <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna play this game staying on sides, right? And um but yeah, the good thing was they were able to overcome them, you know, and and it didn't really kind of get in the way of gaining six hundred and forty yards. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Um, and, and defensively hold them to 172. I can't imagine that discrepancy has, has ever been better, bigger. It's the biggest in 44 years, Mick. All it, right. It was you, on pace. Where did somebody figure that out? Uh, the, you know, Elias is always coming through with these right. clutch numbers. Is This is another thing that I got unreasonably, like, kind of irritated about because at one point they'd gained more than 500 yards more than the Giants before the Giants were like, hey, we're going to show what's up. Right. Which would have been the biggest discrepancy since 1960. So it it was incredible. Yeah. But, again, I keep saying it, that's what they should have done to them. Agreed. 
you know, third quarterback making his uh, string quarterback, making his first NFL start, you know, minimal snaps in the NFL, undrafted. Yeah, go out there and do that. Uh, and, and I thought that, you know, for the most part, they shut down Barkley. I think he ended up with 66 yards, but most of those in the second half after the game was basically over. I mean, what was it, 40, I want to say 42-10 at the end of, yeah, three quarters, 49-10. Uh, well, after they scored in the fourth quarter. So, yeah, um, you know, that. but again, um, I think you left the game with little to complain about except for those nine penalties. Oh, yeah, we started heading to, to dinner at halftime. I, I was started like, writing <laughs> at halftime. <laughs> That's a good time, Kevin. Yeah. We've had those experiences before. Oh, yeah. there's. I'm, st- I'm telling you, Mickey, there's still a playoff game that burns me to this day. It was 28-0 to at halftime. And then all of a sudden, it was maybe the most feverish comeback I've ever seen in my life, and I had to throw my entire story in the trash because none of it was relevant anymore. It happens. I was pretty. I was pretty confident when I started that this is not going to change, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So my- yeah, it was a, a good, uh, good day. Good military appreciation day. The former presidents there. Hundred yard flag out there uh, it was a it was a as good a sunday as you could have at home winning your what 12th straight at home i know longest since 79 through 81 i do believe now and also uh domination of the giants um so that's the sixth straight in 13 of the last 14 uh and i figured out the eight the the season sweep so it was 89 to 17, yep. 72 points. They've never done that against the Giants or any other NFC opponent. E- NFC East opponent, excuse me. That's pretty dang impressive. Thank you very much, good sir. We will uh, catch back up with you tomorrow. Time to move on to Carolina. Exactly. That's right. Exactly, Mick. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Kevin, I know we have some star stuff and Mav stuff that we need to get to, obviously, the Dwight Powell-thon, but here's what I would like to say. Man, Dwight Powell shows out and the Jags (laughs) get crushed. No wonder Mike's not here. He knew. He knew it was happening. Here's here's just what I would like to say. I can't – I'm not like – Oh my, I'm not putting the flag up and saying mission accomplished based on the Cowboys winning against the Giants. But for everybody that's texting in today – and they're like, this is this means nothing. You can be miserable all season or enjoy the wins as they happen. You know what the tests are. The tests are the tests are on the way. They've already happened a couple times, and you didn't stand up and didn't win them. You're going to be in the playoffs. That's a reality. You're a team that's going to be in the playoffs. You have another couple of tests, about five tests, that are going to be really difficult late in the season. You have to build up to those. You can be excited about this. You can be happy that the Cowboys won and go on to the next game. That's a perfectly okay thing. I know we're not acting like this whole team has just been thrust into the MVP conversation today. That's not where this show is coming from. I don't think you're going to hear that on any show here on this station. But I could not go through a full season uh, of any sport and not be happy about wins with also, you know, taking into account what they mean. I understand the reality of it. But I'm not going to sit here and crap all over the team because they didn't beat San Francisco four weeks ago. That's I'm done with that, and I've moved on, just like we're going to be ready to move on to Carolina at some point. I can't be a miserable fan, though. I can't sit there and just be like, oh, it's not good enough. They just kicked the ass of the Giants. 
two times now this season. They swept them again. Yep. Giants haven't gotten a sack in what four games against them. God, it feels I'm, like four years. I'm okay. I'm okay with this right now. We'll we'll take this the the tests as they come along though. For the KNC masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, it's time for Wanker of the Weekend. Who was the best being the worst all weekend? And yes, I know that will include plenty of Texas A&M discussion. We'll do it next right here on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Fifth play of the drive. Oh, hit and fumbled. It's scooped up. Here comes Shamar Stewart. He's going to pick it up. A scoop and score for the Aggies. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. It's time for Wanker of the Weekend, 877-881-1053. Who was the best at being the worst this weekend? Texas A&M won their game by 41 points, 51 to 10. But nobody cares because they fired their head coach and still have to pay him $76 million. Are the Texas A&M Aggies... The wankers of the weekend for paying all of the money. Uh, look, man, Adams had a weird run with him, with Jimbo Fisher. Yeah, they beat a top five team every year, uh-huh. but never win any road game. Right, and then and every year when Jimbo Fisher's like selling to the the donors and the athletic directors and everything, what is he selling, Kevin? Hey, I know that we aren't in the big game, but we're in a bowl game. Yeah, and Woo. you know, next year we'll be in another bowl game. And I think that was the word there. Uh, they felt stuck on a treadmill. Yes, you know, like the treadmill of mediocrity. mediocrity. You were just stuck in cruise control, and you knew you were going to be, you know, in the mix. But ah, oh, man, it's the SEC. It's really tough to compete in this thing, and you never really got any better. And so I think that that was a frustration amongst fans. And they started, you know, it started to build for him to lose his job. Now, are AM wankers for doing what they did, the way they did it, going out there and throwing a $160 million donation at halftime, knowing they were going to fire their coach later on that evening? Yeah, they were like, don't worry, we got plenty of money. Or was it the right move? I, I personally think it was the right move to go ahead and move on and get out in front of the, hey, let's get our next head coach uh, plan going. Man, this is a good question. I hope he does save it from the 806. Do you think Jimbo will save that plaque they gave him for a future national title? 
if you if you never saw that, I would dispute that he never got close on. They got jobbed out of being in the playoff a few years back, and that's pretty dang close. But that was a stupid idea. You Texas A&M hasn't won a national title in 84 years, and they're like, hey, here's a plaque for whenever you do win one. That was stupid. Because they thought he could be the difference. Now, I get it, I do have a question for you. Was he good at recruiting? He's the best. But it was kind of like Mac Brown, and then you have to coach. Was he just unfortunate at the quarterback position? Because when you say the best, there are other really great quarterback recruits no, that no. a hasn't gotten. I meant across the board for okay. recruiting. a gotcha. was awesome at that. But you're right. And they've had struggles because obviously they thought Wagman was going to be the guy, and even if he wasn't hurt, I don't know about that. And, or Wegman, and he got hurt, but this season already looked like it was going to be pretty much like this before all of that happened, is the thing that I can't get past, I cannot get over it. They did not put any offset language in his contract, which means like, hey, if you go take another job, that cuts into the money that we have to pay you. They're like, don't even worry about it, bro. We'll pay you all of the money no matter what. Go get another job, earn double money. Good for you. So AM, they're gonna pay him 76 more million dollars, and it doesn't matter if he gets another job. It doesn't matter how much money he makes. They still give him all that money. That's crazy. Alec, I got a question, man. You are guaranteed 75 million dollars over the next how many years? Eight? Are you gonna work any of those eight days? Eight years. Eight years. I was about to say days, that's a lot of money for I wouldn't work not a lot for eight of days. days, yeah. Um no. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Would I would you be, start a business no, or just do? No. I would just chill. Yeah. I would go find a boat or a big old pool in the middle of some field somewhere and what? just hang out and drink pina coladas all day. That would be it. I'd be like 70. I'm good. I am good. I'll have an investor, Kevin, if, if that makes okay. you feel better. Okay. I'll have an investor, but I don't need to go coach now. Like, I'm, I'm good. Y'all just paid me to not coach. That's ex- essentially what you just did. I'm good. But I understand what you're saying about the double pay. Do you think he's going to get $75 million from anybody else right now, though? God. Hopefully this, I mean, look, <laughs> this looks like a catastrophic failure on a monetary level. The thing I keep bringing up is a lot of A&M donors probably like, don't care. We'll be fine. Just give him more money. But I would hope not. From the 817, Corey stating what a poor person who receives money for the first time would do. And then from the 817, that's why people who win the lottery go broke. I didn't say I was going to go buy the biggest boat. Yeah. I said I'm just going to be on a boat with $75 million in the bank. I'm probably using about a million for that year. That first eight years is about what I'm going to do. Because I am not. I don't need a lot, Kevin. I told you, I'm probably tossing my phone. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm living off grid as much as I can, paying in cash. You know, I don't want to be on the system. Man, I just, does that mean you're keeping all of your money? You don't have a bank? I mean, I told you I have a financial advisor who's taking care of that all for me. But you've seen how that's, like, not working out. Taking a million in cash out, and I'm just walking around like uh, Chris Pratt in Terminal List. Just, I don't have a list. He is rich. Yeah. I'm rich. Everybody knows it. All right, so the betting odds on this next A&M coach perplex me to no end. The lead candidate right now is Lane Kiffin, which... Did you see Cliff Kingsbury on that list? I did. I want that for you. That would be your dream, right? I mean, (laughs) I did see. We have some other issues. Lane Kiffin has gotten a lot of. He's. They've been productive, right? Like whether or not you like them, they've been productive. Uh, I think 
the idea of landing up in Oregon is okay. a really interesting idea. And look, I would be... And they can throw as much money as they want at whoever they else will. they want. And I would be just fine with that. I just... Like, look, I went to Texas A&M. I love Texas A&M. I don't know if across the football landscape, people are like, Texas A&M is definitely better than Oregon. Like, that's a hard sell to me. Oregon is doing really well right now. Oregon, Oregon can also get you all the money for all the facilities. And at some point at Texas A&M, we have to stop being like, hey, we get the best football state in the country and we have all of the money. Somebody will turn it into the best. At some point, I hope they're like, hey, we keep bringing all these people in and nothing really changes. Like you have a season once every like three years where they're really relevant and then they fall right back into not mattering. Yeah. So I I don't, I mean, I hope we get somebody good, but we're, I feel like we're making some assumptions here. Do you think, uh, do you think that being in the SEC is proving more difficult to become the the Nick Saban legacy, the the Kirby Smart type, like build that kind of program. I don't think so because I think because I'm looking at OU and UT getting ready to head there, and I'm very interested in how things are about to and pad this, out. I will tell you this though: this is why I don't totally agree with the OU and Texas moves because they already matter. One of the reasons that Texas A&M moved is because they didn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Like. Uh, look, I, I'm not saying that OU is going to win the national championship or anything this year. Same thing with Texas. But they matter on a year-to-year basis. Texas A&M didn't matter on a year-to-year basis. And so they were like, hey, maybe if we go to the best conference, we'll matter more. I don't think Texas and OU needed to do that because they matter anyway. Yeah. So I think that could be worse for them because what's happened to A&M that's so bad? People are like, oh, now you're in the SEC. Hey, we were winning. We were not winning titles in the Big Twelve. <laughs> At least now we're not winning conference titles in a better conference. That is, it's true. <laughs> I love Texas A and M, but like they won one Big Twelve title. It happened while I was there in football, and it was awesome. But then they didn't win a whole bunch. Well, now they can hold not win a whole bunch in a different conference where they were able to recruit better. All right, Kevin, I'm going to give you three names that I'm seeing pop up. Deion Sanders, Dan Quinn, or Mac Brown? Which one do you want? Uh, I guess I'm taking Dan Quinn. They don't feel like that is the likely direction. I would actually be pretty stoked about Mike Elko, but, you know, that's neither here. I don't, I, that's not a name, like, as fancy as the other ones. I'm glad that you like Dan Quinn, man. That's nice. That's nice. You don't like Deion Sanders, huh? No, I. you said I have to pick one. Uh-huh. You didn't pick him, though. Man. You could have picked him. Like, that could have been the guy. What a happening. The, his first interview, Ooh. he would have been like, I demand to be on with that guy that picked me, Kevin. Hagee. Yeah, that guy. Can he bring Shador? And of course he him? can. Oh. It's his kid. He can do whatever he wants. We're going to have to have another interview where he goes, I see your tone has changed. Yes. That was a great moment. I really appreciated that moment. Oh, my gosh. I'm looking at this. I thought you were just joking. <laughs> Dan Quinn is tied with Dan Campbell as the 10th odds-on favorite to be the next you, A&M you can coach. Make, you can make what? so much more in college. Just look how much Jimbo Fisher's making, Why dude. would Dan Campbell leave right now? That, that's a good point. They're like, you know, Dan Campbell's like, here's the deal. I'll come play there. I'll come coach there. I want a 10-year, $100 million deal that I get paid no matter what. And we'll probably be like, sounds good, yeah. Chief. Yeah. Sign it up. As long as you just arrive and, oh, you know, promise a, a future championship, we will we can get this thing underway, man. Yeah. That would be a blast. Dude. I would love that for y'all. I would love to see that circus. 
All right, we've got a couple of other wankers of the weekend. Is Let's start with the Edmonton Oilers. I know hockey is... Are you going to read a mean-spirited text? No, somebody just said Urban Meyer and... No, thank you. (laughs) Did you almost say the F word on radio? I'm out. Okay. If he if they sign him up. Because you're afraid he'd kick your kicker. I'm out. <laughs> I mean, that, that, it's that definitely happened. It's his track Make record. Make your kicks, a-hole. That's a real <laughs> thing that happened. <laughs> he just kicked a guy. All How right. can you kick another adult that you're in charge of? Like, that just doesn't seem like it's okay. It seems weird. It really does. Is I know the NHL is kind of different than other leagues in terms of, man, they'll fire a coach on you like nothing. Facts. But I still, the Edmonton Oilers, they're making a coaching change because they were like, it's Stanley Cup or bust. Well, that's what some people thought. And they started 3-9-1. and one. Mm. So they had to go ahead and fire Jay Woodcroft, their head coach. Is he the wanker of the weekend for leading a team to 3-9-1? and one? Or are you like, did they pay him $75, $76 million guaranteed? <laughs> no. Nope. To leave? Then it ain't him. Uh, Yeah. I mean, he's got a lot of good talent there. They're supposed to be that team. Uh, they started off slow. I think it's interesting to fire a coach this early into the season. But the NHL has, I feel like, I was going to say ahead of the curve. Yeah. I feel like the NHL has always been at the forefront of like, hey, it's been eight games. You're See out. See ya, buddy. Yeah. Well, and th- doesn't that tell you that there was something else that was kind of at play uh, during the end of last season, you know, their playoff lack of success, yeah. if you will, uh, not winning the cup last year, being still that very talented team. Uh, it, it is wild that they, that they do cut ties as quickly as they do. And we've seen it happen even here uh, where they'll be like, sorry, we got to move on very quickly. We're the KNC masterpiece right here on one Oh five through the fan coming up next. It's time for gridiron gravy. A game winning field goal is always amazing. Unless you're the Chargers. Let's talk about it next right here on The Fan. Here's the snap. It's a good one. The hold is good. The kick is on its way. End over end. And it is good. But there's a flag on the field. Field goal will count. This will end the game. And that will end the ball game. The Browns have won it. 33-31. They've come from behind. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 through The Fan right now. It's time to go around the entire NFL and dip into some gridiron gravy. And we start with that clip because there was five games that ended via a game-winning field goal in regulation. Cleveland, Houston, Arizona, Detroit, Seattle, all picking up the win. That's the most with a game-winning score as time expired in regulation in one day in the history of the NFL. It's pretty impressive. It is pretty impressive. Not things like things like that don't happen all the time, Kevin. It's kind of scoregami esque, right? Yes, yes, it is. I got something for you tomorrow. Just wait. Hold on, we have score. You're predicting scoregami for tomorrow. You're gonna love it. All right. Your face, Alec. Now, you didn't see that coming, did you? No. <laughs> the one that probably makes them the saddest is Detroit and the Chargers because this is amazing. The Chargers, since Justin Herbert was drafted in 2020, a.k.a. not that long ago, have 13 losses by three points or less. That's a lot. That's crazy. Yeah. And, you know, it's it comes down to a, a number of different things. One, the way the coach coaches their, their, their team. And two, 
you know, where their talent level actually is comparatively. You know, we, yeah. it, their defense just quite isn't good enough. Their offense just quite didn't get whatever done, but they're they're close to their opponent almost all the time. They just haven't figured out how to coach and be like that take that next next level step. Yeah, so if you're the Chargers and you need to figure out what the problem is, well, you probably look directly at that. Now, the most excited person was not C.J. Stroud. It was not the Texans kicker, Matt Amendola. It was better that he made that field goal because, you know, we talk about parlays all the time, and they're usually like, hey, somebody bet 10 bucks, somebody bet 60 cents. Yes, this the 60-cent bet from, last, from Friday, yeah. Incredible. This person bet $500,000 on a four-leg parlay. They needed Devin Singletary to score a touchdown. He did. God, he had lots of opportunities, didn't he? 30. They, they needed Devin Singletary to run for more than 51 and a half yards. Oh, he did that. Yeah, he did. They needed the Texans-Bengals game to go over 44.5. Okay. Definitely happened. And needed the Houston Texans to beat the Cincinnati Bengals. So for that better... $5.5 million riding on that field goal. And they were victorious. Gosh. Congratulations to that better. How much money do you think that person has if they're making $500,000 parlay bets? Um, Are usually, if you're making parlays, you're trying to come up with the little money? Yeah. Okay. And, it's, and a lot of times it's a longer parlay. I realize this is only four, but... Usually a parlay bet is that was their life savings, Kevin. That no, was that was their kids. There is no entire way. college fund right there is what I'm predicting. Look, I didn't bet all of Brandon and Noah's college fund on CJ Stroud breaking the passing record. Maybe I should have <laughs> for the rookies because Yeah, it looks like he's still on his way to it, Kevin. It's still looking pretty darn good. But I imagine they make a lot of money and they have some uh disposable income okay. to run with. I would agree with that. Tell me if you think this is a fair way to put it. Justin Pugh talking about Neville Gallimore. All right. I feel bad that he got ejected and it'll cost him money, but don't kick somebody, okay? Facts. <laughs> that seems fair, right? I, I, I mean, I feel like I said this about Urban Meyer a minute ago. As an adult, if you kick a, if you kick a person, expect to get kicked back. Like, that's what I tell my kids around the house. If you're going to kick one of one of y'all mm-hmm. you, you, and you get kicked back, don't act like all surprised when it happens. Uh, but be, yeah, and being suspended or grounded, uh, if you will, Kevin, don't He's be kicking grounded people. the suspension for kids. Yes, exactly. Grounded, no oh. electronics for the rest of the month for kicking somebody. That seems a little steep, but I'm one of those that reacts that way. Interesting. So you're a harsh grounder. Oh the man, very quick. Do you back off later, and you're like, "Here's probably. some more reasonable." I probably need to be like, okay. "Yeah, I probably need to sit back and stop saying a month immediately." But hey, man, I want you to get the picture. Okay. You know how quickly that kid will clean their room if you say a month. So it's a threatening tool more than an actual. You say a dis- month, and they're like, "Crap, I better go start doing something to make up for this." And then you're like, "Look, let's have a conversation. Let's whittle this down. Look at some things that we can do around the house." Interesting. Get some chores done. Now, I feel like you're still going to be a proponent of this show, even though they have started to struggle. Dolphins in season hard knocks debuts a week from tomorrow. I'm excited. Are you excited because of the Dolphins? Are you excited because of the quote machine that is Mike McDaniel? 
he's a great story. He's a very interesting story. There's always something new with him. He's not one of those coaches that's real stodgy and takes everything super. And that could be the fall of him, right? Like that could be, if you have personality, they will use that immediately uh, if you aren't doing well. But yeah, I do enjoy the follow of him, but he's got some characters on that team. Yeah. I mean, Tyreek Hill and his, uh, you know, his affinity and hatred for Peely, if you know what I mean, Kevin, uh, all, do you know what I mean? I think so. What do you what do you think that means? What do you think? <laughs> 877-881-1053-truckwreck.com text line. What is the feud between Tyreek Hill and Peely? I thought this was going to be a short term. <laughs> I just needed to agree with you to bridge the gap. I know, but I but it, I you think it's going to be a major me. player, Kevin. I don't know what that means at all. It's okay. It's all right. Uh, Are you going to tell me what it means? Well, I bet the fan text will start telling you what that means okay. here shortly. But I, I think there's just a lot of characters on that on that team that you can really enjoy that show. And I know that's a fan base that is, they're kind of like Cowboys fans where they just don't know if what's happening is real a lot of times. They're just like, how can it be so bad and so good all at the same? I don't get it. Uh, and we're not, we haven't had the success that we need to have. That is a fan base that's that's had a tough time. Is this man. a Fortnite? Beef? Yes. Yes. I don't, I yes. That people will, they will put on the, the, the banana peel uh peely skin is what it's called and they will team up on him and stream snipe him and it's just like every time he plays Fortnite, which he there's lots of videos out there of him doing it's really funny wouldn't the banana peel make you more observable on the (laughs) on the course dude that game is so don't even worry about it okay yeah don't even worry i just like i was thinking about like if you were in the run of battle and you saw somebody dressing yes. as a banana you would see you'd it and be like, like oh there's that guy. Yeah, he's not camoed at all yeah no absolutely but that's kind of the the bit on Fortnite now but yeah there's lots of clips out there kevin if you just want to have a fun time with noah watch some peely clips with tyreek hill okay it's it's good all right good all five right. minutes well spent I'm going to take you to the end of the Packers-Steelers game, cut number 22, because a little bit of a dust-up broke out at the end of this game. One last chance for the Packers. Love throws, end zone, intercepted, and it's over. Casey, it's done. Flags come down. The Packers that are on the Steelers' sideline are trying to get out of there. Some bodies went down. Oh, man. So they hit the floor. He's a good, I don't know, two yards out of bounds, and he's curved off his run at like the 25 or the 30. He's like, the game's over. He gets a hit dropped on him by the Packers that not only knocks him down, runs him into somebody on the sidelines for the Steelers, and they both go down in a heap. Obviously, you're on the Steelers' sidelines, so they all start to swarm yeah. around what appears to be like one or two Packers players to start. And then, you know, it started to get a little not out that of was, control. It got on the verge, but I think cooler heads essentially prevailed. It was a close game. Uh, it was, that could it was, have tied the game. It, you know, it was back and forth. It was a heated one all day long, uh, what I was keeping up with throughout this game. And there's that's a Steelers team that – even though they're not quite, you know, just championship caliber at the moment, Kevin, they have a big chip on their shoulder and some dudes that love to talk trash. Uh, offensive, defensive side of the ball as well. And, I mean, I, I expect you're going to get a lot of that whenever you're facing the Steelers. And whenever they get better, uh, better than they are, which is pretty good right now, when they get better, they're going to even be like that. So, 
That's that was kind of an expected based on what I was watching throughout that game. It was kind of a chippy, fun, physical game all day long. Now we were just talking about the Dolphins. I wanted to go back to them because Devon Achan has his practice window opened, and Mike McDaniel told reporters he will return to practice today. So you're looking at that three week window to get him back and rolling. And obviously that was a very explosive part of the Miami Dolphins offense throughout the year. So we'll see how that goes with him back in the fold. Let's go from that to TJ Watt. TJ Watt is now second on the all-time list for most sacks in their first 100 career games. TJ Watt now has 88, beating out JJ Watt, who has 87 and a half. Now, you were just talking about the way your kids get disciplined. This feels like a long-term, like very older, younger brother thing to do where you don't just demolish it. You're like, I beat you out by half a sack. Just just enough. I mean, that's a lot, mm-hmm. though. Like, it's the most, Kevin. So it's uh, not... It's second most. Oh, second most. My now, apologies. They, they're both way behind Reggie White. He had 105. Oh, okay. And All right. so yeah, yeah. he's looking down and I was like, that's cute, guys. Yeah, probably keep, so. Keep working hard. But even still, like, this is... Didn't he get a half a sack uh, a couple of years ago when he tied the record, too? It was like they was they, they gifted boy? him a half sack or something like that, I felt. Well, the record was gifted. So here so. it is. Now he's over his brother. Yeah, I would definitely hold that over my brother the whole time. I don't have a brother. I've had a sister. I know how I'd treat her. I'd be like, see, guess what? You still have a sister. I'm still the favorite, is what I would tell her. Is that true? <sighs> nah, I think she's kind of earned it. How so? She's around more. I'm, you know, I'm kind of, I got a long, do you want a real life alert right now, Kevin, or do you want to just Hit me keep moving it. on? Hit me with it. I kind of, when my parents got divorced, I really kind of went one way with a lot of things. Okay. And I probably yeah. could be better at being yeah. around. I just, I'm, I'm like, I got my little, f- you know, one of the things that we're not great at in America, Kevin, is letting our family, our kids have their own families, right? Letting them go out there and just be that. You're like, True. no, this is how our family does things, so you need to do it. And they're like, but this is my family now. And so, like, that's what I've kind of done is I've just been like, this is my family now. And, and they all, I still love you guys. I still love my parents, though. Yeah, I can definitely see why you think your sister is the favorite. <laughs> she's the favorite, dude. She's, she's the youngest and she's the cutest. Uh, that makes sense to me. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 